Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lorenzo Amoruso, defender slash long-haired stallion. Played centre-back for Bari, Fiorentina, Blackburn and Rangers. 338 career games, a pretty impressive 29 goals from defence. Won the Italian Cup, the Italian Super Cup and two trebles with Rangers. Wearer of truly exceptional hair and of course, author. But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. He has the vibe of a guy telling you a story in a pub and you're trying to slowly back away. There is a rather graphic photo of his genitals. Hunting animals is not a bad thing, and let me explain why. I had so much free time. There's a very profound bit where he says, kids now have too many PlayStations. Woo! Woo! <laughs> wow. What an enthusiastic yes. start. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less Steinbeck, more John Fleck. I'm James Bug, and we'll be using this time behind closed doors to read classics such as. <laughs> that truly surprised me, that one. <laughs> I'm James Bug, and we'll be using this time behind closed doors to read classics such as Mickey Adams's My Life in Football and Ryan Nelson's Road to the 2010 World Cup. But for today, we're going to be reading Lorenzo Amoruso's exceptionally titled LA Confidential. And reading it with me, I'm joined remotely by our book group of comedy writers, Jet Bernhardt. Hello. And introducing Tom Coles. Hello. Tom Coles. Um, Tom, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, I'm Tom Coles, a comedy writer, written on stuff such as Dead Ringers, The News Quiz, Have I Got News For You? And I am not a very smart man because oh. <laughs> it took me... <laughs> No, you're going to agree with me very soon. It took me such a long time to work out what the title was about. I got to the end of the book just assuming <laughs> he was going to be going to LA at some point. But LA is his initials. So, so there you are. This show is getting more and more show. highbrow. More you. and more highbrow every week. <laughs> it's very clever. Very clever yeah. as a title. I, I know, mean, it really we, threw me. The, the title is amazing, and you have to wonder how many people... Uh, have bought this book online expecting <laughs> to get the film. Or, or to get the script, the official yeah, like, to get script. Yeah, to get the script and be like, I do not remember the bit in this script where um, <laughs> Russell <Yeah>. Crowe <laughs> played for Rangers and Barry. Yeah. Really weird. Um, no Tash, no James this week. Dropping Tash. like flies. No dropping like flies. Soon um, it's going to be called um, the, fo- the Football Book Boy. <laughs> no club, <laughs> just, just me talking to myself. The Football Book Boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I I fully believe that uh, you will continue doing this podcast after the end of the world. Uh, uh, after the end of the world. Just... Yeah, just on your own. And you'll once you've run out of football players, you'll start making them up yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just be shouting it through uh, random letterboxes, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been doing that on lockdown anyway. I live in a block of flats. <laughs> <laughs> Nabato <Anyway>. Solano, <laughs> Newcastle United winger. <laughs> Please go away. Well, Tom, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, you're our new friend. And uh, talking of friends. Uh, let's head over to our best friends at Amazon to see what the reviews are saying. Uh, the book has three stars on Amazon from eight reviews. Ooh, uh, that's, that's very, low. Really splits up. It is low, actually. It splits opinion massively with the reviews ranging from uh, Mr. Antonio Calvadoro's one-star review, hilarious rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that that shouldn't be a one-star review. Do you think that's Marco Negri's fake screen, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could well be. It could well be. And uh, Mary Graham's five-star review, the book is a very easy-to-read book. This <laughs> um, um, Okay, we're going to go into more depth about the book as we go. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, getting another chant from Ken Zong and filling Glen Rhodes' place in the Hall of Shame. But Ooh. first, let's go around the group in a sentence or two. What do you think of the book? Um, Tom, you're new to the show. What did you think of uh, LA Confidential? I was. <laughs> I sort of vacillated between between being absolutely gripped and horrified by his behaviour. Um, I am also obsessed with the pictures in the book, which I think we're going to go into later on. Oh, um, incredible pictures! This this is, book is worth it for the pictures alone. Genuinely, there is a rather graphic photo of his genitals. First first picture in the book. I mean, sure. As a child, a yeah. We should, As a child. we should clarify he is a child at the point. He hasn't just uh-huh. used this book to release a dick pic. <laughs> and also, remember that these uh, these pictures come usually midway through the book. So you'd have to get through a lot of the book before getting to the joke of a dick pic. The, yeah. The penis reward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, about, uh, what about the words? What about the words of the book? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it, fe- it felt like it had... You know when you're at school and you used to come back from holidays and you'd have to write like a, a bit about your holiday? It'd be, I went to the beach, I dug a hole, it was a big hole, we made a sandcastle. It felt like that for large portions of it. I got yeah. to the end of the book and the final page is two pictures of the ghostwriters, professional journalists. Yes, ghost from the writers. Daily Record in Scotland. Um, so for me, those are my uh, villain of the week. So it's not Lorenzo. <laughs> Lorenzo it's probably not... wrote an absolute. He probably wrote an absolute masterpiece in Italian, and then these and guys got like... hold of it and butchered it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. David McCarthy and Keith Jackson should hang their heads the straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going in the hall of shame? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, there might. There pick. are a lot of spelling. There are a lot of spelling mistakes. There are a lot in the book, of spelling mistakes, which I was surprised book. at. They, I, I was that's the kind of stuff they should have got right. There's a bit where he says, um, we're talking about the women that he loves, and he says, I suppose I'm looking for the prefect girl. Yes. <laughs> which, which is He's looking a, after it. Yeah, that's, that felony. opens up all kinds. Uh, of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was one I liked uh, at the, page, the beginning of page 29 when he's talking about growing up. He says, as most babies were in Italy at that time, I was born in my mum and dad's house. So I like the idea that all babies were born in Lorenzo's parents' house. <laughs> Busy guys. Yeah. Come on, send another one in. Uh, Jack, what do you think of the book? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very confusing book. It sort mm-hmm. of jumps about the place constantly. 
uh like it starts with uh oh well i know we're going to go into this later but like the timing seems very like uh here we are with me with the advocate now back to the past now back to the present and there's a mm-hmm. point where he says um i he actually says okay i know i've talked about this before with my girlfriend breaking up but if you were paying attention that was in april of last year not this year which just shows <laughs> he's kind of aware of how confusing this whole book is and yeah, how, it's like, film memento. Man, he's being. Yeah, I was, th- I was gonna like say the same. <laughs> yeah, it's like so often he'll suddenly be like, "Oh yeah, Harry Redknapp didn't want me at West Ham," and then like eighty pages later he will talk about, "I had an offer f- through from West Ham. Did Harry Redknapp want me?" And I'm like, I just heard about this eighty page. I feel like I vaguely remember this. What is I, happening? I, I know what you mean, but I also kind of applaud him for at least trying a bit of a different structure with it. There uh, are some bits that really worked. I thought quite well with that. Um, there, there are there are some other bits, bits that, that were kind of retreading it over and over again. He likes to repeat himself as well quite a bit. He has it's the not... vibe of a guy telling you a story in a pub, and you're trying to slowly back away. <laughs> and he'll be like no no no, no, no. hear me out here's what i think of dick avocat and you're like yeah okay yeah. no i get i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but, Just I, I get that to... with i get that with the dick avocat but most of his stories i would happily have list, read pages and pages because some of them <laughs> are incredible it's no masterpiece of the book in my opinion but it's ve- it's hey it's entertaining it's got a it's, lot of personality yeah. and it contains a picture of him dressed as braveheart so <laughs> to me <laughs> everything is perfect <laughs> Let's go into the book. Uh, we've already kind of mentioned the fascinating title. Um, the actual cover itself, we'll tweet a picture of this, but my word. Oh my God. What a, what a stallion. What a stallion. He, lo- he looks like he's applying to be in Gladiators. <laughs> he really does. He does look like a Gladiator. A- he looked like Wolf's cousin or something. Yeah, he's, Wolf's cousin. Yeah. Fox boy. Does, something like that. Does, does someone want to give us a, a brief description of the cover just to just to paint a picture in the, the audience's mind? Uh, he's wearing a uh, can I have some sensual music under this? Uh yeah, cue cool. sexy yeah. music. We haven't played that in a while. Yeah. He's got <laughs> a, a a black sort of vest. Uh, yeah. he's got these big hairy arms uh, crossed. But he's got his arm. Very hairy. Uh, he's got he's got brown eyes staring deep into <laughs> into your own. Mm-hmm. Uh there's his long flowing brown hair, uh, little yep. cute, cute little sideburns as well, and then yep. he's just got a finger up as if to be warning you. Finger something. up what? <laughs> 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 like he's saying one, or like, or yes. like point, or it might be that he's pointing to the title. I think Jack, you're missing two key features there. Uh-huh. Um, yep. One is the length of his fingernails, which I find. That's- oh yeah. My girlfriend said exactly the same thing. She, that was the first thing she said. She said, at least he could have cut his fingernails beforehand. And two, the most sensual part of this whole thing is the vest he's wearing is uh, is ribbed. <laughs> for, oh for, our, for our pleasure. I, not, I, I can only see that now in certain lights. Oh, my God. My it's, book's and also 3D, he's got a, so it's a touch and it's a scratch and sniff. <laughs> so I, I can feel it and smell my it. My book is actually Lorenzo Amoruso. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's the best cover yet. It's, it's clearly the best cover we've done. Yeah. Mm. Also, um, the size of the book took me by. It looks like a school textbook. It's massive. It's not like it's a huge. normal. Like, it's a really big book. It's really useful for writing notes. Then I will say. Yeah, he even leaves lot- five pages at the end where you can just write whatever you want, make your own Lorenzo story. Um, let's, let's read the description. On the back, it says, Lorenzo Amoruso is one of the most colourful and controversial characters ever to have played in Scotland. This is his story in his own words. The Rangers defender became the first Catholic player to captain the Ibrox Club, which is very interesting. He was then publicly stripped of the honour and forced to fight back from a humiliation that would have crushed a lesser man. For the first time, Amoruso lays bare his soul on the highs and lows of the public, his public and private life. 
This is more than a football book. It's a chronicle of a man's indomitable spirit. Whoa. Oh, wow. Now we pumped? Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear uh, 245 pages about how he doesn't like Dick Advocat. <laughs> Great. <laughs> There are some exceptional chapter names in this book, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beating the bigots, uh, drugs, birds, and me, mm-hmm. and am I a racist? Never. <laughs> is, that, lot... is, that a, is that a pun on am I a racist? Uh, oh. I don't it's, think it's only, I never it's thought only about saying that. it out loud. Jack, am I, I haven't yeah. selected the word playing the title, so I, I wouldn't have got that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. This whole book's been lost on top. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, well, he does do a pun at the end, which says, smiles better. Smiles better. Yeah, I, I quite like that one. Yeah, um, cute. Yeah. Butchered and bevied. Another one. Yeah. Um, um, getting plastered yeah. with Gaza. That's true. That's true. Uh, oh, and also... As every last... book, I think, has to have a story yeah. of chapter where they go get smashed with Gaza. Every yeah. single book that we read has that. And also, that's... every single book has Peter Reed, and he popped up again. It's true, he did pop up in this Joe one. I was so well. happy. I really like the fact that, well, the last chapter title is the best one for me. Because it says the end. Uh, that's <laughs> the another... end with a question mark. Yeah, like uh, it's sort of going like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for LA Confidential 2. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also very I'd... clearly not the end because he's still playing football by the end of it. Yeah, so that's yeah, weird. I. I don't know what he's expecting. When he, I, it, this is another one of those books. It's not quite as bad as Kevin Phillips last week. It's another one of those books where you're like, just write it five years later. Mm. yeah I, I i think it sounds like he needed to settle some scores at this point yeah <laughs> uh, and he and, thought that and, no one would care in five years time <laughs> well maybe that's it and i think it came at a time where he'd just been stripped of the captaincy of rangers so it was a big thing but yeah. uh, that and it kind of sets up i mean the first line gets us into this story yeah um yeah. and it's a great first line let me just it's a cracking it. first line i will agree I remember the date as if it were yesterday, Monday, October 30th, 2000, the day Dick Advocat tried to rip my heart out. Oof. I think this could be the earliest we ever put someone in the Hall of Shame. In the first sentence, yeah. Dick Advocat is going straight in. It oh, is. I mean, it is on, the, on the front page, the names of David McCarthy and Keith Jackson are there. So that's even before this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're we're, we're one page into the book and we've got three inductees into the Hall of Shame. <laughs> <laughs> But what do we think is, of the start? It is, I mean, it's it is a really good start. Let's, I mean, it, it's a really like, wow, okay, cool, we're straight in um, with uh, with Dick Avocat ripping uh, with um ripping his heart out and also taking the captaincy away yeah, from take, him quite I publicly. Mean, I think those two things are the same. I don't think he actually tried to rip his heart out. No, 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 no. I read that separately. Okay. <laughs> I think you're incorrect there. You think Dick Advocat was just like, oh, Lorenzo, I need a... I don't know what that accent was. I'm so sorry. I wasn't sure whether you were going for like some kind of voodoo prince priest or, or you were doing... I was trying to go or... Dutch. I was Dutch, trying to go yeah. Steve McLaren Dutch, but I, uh, I midway through panicked because I had to say Lorenzo, which isn't a very Dutch word. Anyway, I can't imagine Dick Advocat actually trying to rip someone's heart out. I mean, do you guys remember this? I don't remember this at all. I, I don't really, really follow I, Scottish I, football. I, but... No, same. But one thing it did um, uh, remind me of is just how good the quality of Scottish football was at the time, or at least in um, some of the players they had in the Rangers team. I mean, they had yeah, who's mentioned, like Van Bronckhurst, Van Bronckhurst. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tori Andre Flo. Tori Andre Flo, Ali McCoy, Richard Goff, I mean, Barry Ferguson, Henry, Henry Brian, Glasson, Brian Celtic. Henry Glasson, he was. Yeah. 
Brian Loudrop. I mean, great player. Uh, yeah. Michael Moles, who was really, really good for a little bit of time. I remember when Michael Moles yeah. came along and he was excellent until he got injured. And yeah, which they talk about. But I don't, I don't remember like the intricacies of who was captain. I, mean, I remember Barry Ferguson being captain. That's probably the first captain I remember at Rangers. Doesn't he call him something quite disparaging, like boy captain? He, he says, he says, <laughs> he says they, yeah, at Celtic, they don't have many boy captains, which does sound like a, um, <laughs> like a thing you would call a uh, buster from Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, the boy captain is here. <laughs> but um, that's and it's the reason why he's written the book as well yeah, to yeah, try no, and address I, this 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 problem absolutely but this chapter is too long for that sure like, it is but i i like it i like the way it does that and then it goes like hey now let me introduce you to my family well, i like yeah, it, I, it, I, I find it fun. I, see i i sort of find it fun but then it's also like it takes like six or seven pages of him being like um did you hear dick avocat he stole the captaincy from me i was <laughs> captain and then i wasn't captain because of it dick avocat i had to tell people i went up to them and i said dick avocat he's made me captain i'm no longer captain anymore yeah, my dad was really get, upset to get over the hitman was really upset you're like oh my god we get it you're not captain anymore and it's bad it's sort of it, it there's a sort of level of like okay you need to you need to tell us why this is a big deal not just say it over and over again there was a bit i enjoyed yeah. where he he mentioned that he was the i think was the first catholic captain to ever play for rangers which felt like yeah. a yeah. kind of interesting groundbreaking thing but then mm-hmm. he swiftly moves off that and goes back onto some more thick advocate back <laughs> he does and then he, he yeah he devotes another chat to that later as well which is um which is which, cool. which, so he, again yeah it's, it's really interesting he's but also he, he makes some broad generalizations about nationalities uh at yeah. times this is when he first gets into that uh, oh why God, didn't the du- so much. a lot of Dutch players in the changing room uh, under Avocat? Why didn't the Dutch say anything? Because they are Dutch. I don't know if that's a stereotype. <laughs> I've never heard that before. The Dutch people don't talk. Then you later on, they're quiet. Or yeah, I guess so. Or, or I, the, I think uh, it was probably he, they all love Dick Avocat. Yeah, they must love it, Dick Avocat. That's the three things. The three things I know about the Dutch is they love tulips, clogs, and Dick Avocat. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, other things that uh, we should know about nationalities: uh, South Americans aren't good at texting you back. <laughs> Gabriel Batistuta is <laughs> yeah. a bad friend because you make all the effort, and he doesn't. You make all the effort, he doesn't do anything back. And that's apparently true. a guy called Gabi Amato is the same. Yeah. And the Germans are world champions at diving, which I didn't so. know. Which I didn't really. He was like, Spain and Italians are really good at diving. They were Germans, world. Oh Klinsman, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Klinsman. yeah, that's probably yeah. Um, but he kind of he, throughout the whole chapter, he's he's in Italy. He's moving around quite a lot. Uh, he's at Bari playing under Marco Materazzi's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes a big move to Fiorentina from there, and he becomes best friends with a sixty-year-old priest for a bit. That's in the so book. weird. Yeah, it's yeah it is that weird. bit. His, his two main friends in this book are. Uh, 60 year old priest whose sort of job it is to talk to him and also his agent who's paid to talk to him <laughs> yeah. oh no and, and and also a guy who just like organizes shooting trips for him oh yeah that's true it, so, it sort of feels like it feels like a a badly written sitcom where they're just like <laughs> okay we, he needs some extra characters let's uh yeah. throw him a guy who likes shooting <laughs> and a, a yeah old priest you could, oh, it's very, it's very, Why not it's that? very Fleabag like. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. The sex scene with the priest though is fantastic. I will say, so hot. That's a real page turn of that. I, I, yeah. I thought also another friend he has, Tom. Um, I know you liked this bit. Um, he makes friends uh, with a ghost very briefly. Uh, just, <laughs> just forty pages in. Just oh fascinating. I did not see that coming either. <laughs> now, it was a little while ago I read the book, but so he was swimming as a child and yeah. he got sort of 
caught under uh, under the water by a wave or something. He may have even hit his head. Washed up yeah. on the beach, opened his eyes to just a woman who <laughs> who stood over him. I don't think she said anything, and then just sort oh. of drifted off. Yeah, which who it could have been Mary. Could have been the Coast Mary. Guard. Yeah. His 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 friends come over and he's like, Did you see that woman? And they're like, No, there's been no woman here. And I really wanted one of them to say <laughs> there's like There's never been a woman here. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> women have been dead for fifty-five years. <laughs> um yeah, it's such a weird bit. And he's like, Was it a religious vision? Was mm, it yeah. yeah. Was it just but a I mean... person? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just did not give a stuff about drowning yeah. soul. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of dropped that afterwards. But it, I mean, it is it, it, he does it, he parallels it with his friend who drowned. Yeah, uh, and he talks about that quite a lot. There's quite a he... lot of um, survivor's guilt in this book, actually. Weirdly. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's sort mean. of there's quite a lot of bits where he seems to feel like he sees other, like so his friend who who genuinely does die as a diver, which is really sad. And mm-hmm. also uh, there's another bit in the Barry 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 Barry. Barry. Barry, yeah, Barry, not Barry. Bizarre. Hmm. <laughs> he didn't play for Barry. Barry Island. Oh, Lorenzo. His friend who's uh, playing for Barry uh, is told that you know he's going to Fiorentina, but it's revealed, like, it's leaked to the press. They're both going to Fiorentina, rather. It's leaked in the press, but uh, only one of them is leaked in the press to be going to Fiorentina, so all the fans hate that player. And he's sort mm. of like, "Oh, that could have been me." Oh gosh, and he sort of feels a weird amount of guilt for that as well. It's kind of well. He also feels guilt. He's also delighted it's not him. He goes, "Oh yeah, oh, thank <laughs> God that's not me. Thank God it's my mate getting slagged off and not me." <laughs> it is very funny. He's like, "Yeah, well, what are you gonna do?" Fiorentina's where he meets um, uh, awful Gabby Baptista, who will not text him back, uh-huh. which made me sad. I love Gabriel Baptista. I, yeah, I feel like one of my favourite players of the nineties. <laughs> he didn't text you back either, Tom. No, he always texts me back. Oh, he was okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, again, this is kind of lending to that theory that his only friends are people who he pays. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he he goes on to Rangers, which is where he becomes a, a true hero. Uh, yeah. He he admits it's for the money, the move, which is interesting. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people hold that against players. Remember Ben Wasuakoto. People held that against him at Spurs, even though some people liked it. He was a frank and he was honest about it. Some people didn't. Um, but it works out for him really well, and he gen- gen- de- develops like a massive fondness for the club. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, although he he's, gets injured all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's he's sad. injured to start with, like like immediately injured, and he blames yeah. a uh, a doctor in uh, in London, uh, mm-hmm. who they were they were apparently trying like um, experimental surgery on him, but he only admitted yeah. later on. <laughs> yeah, like three after he tried three surgeries that didn't <laughs> work. They go... Really funny because it's like <laughs> Lorenzo's like it's just a simple surgery, and this doctor seems to be like yes, we will try this new experimental. Surgery. We've replaced your. We will give you your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> it will give you more control. Yeah. You'll be able to pick up the ball with your foot. But uh, and also, it's not just injuries in the way. Uh, he's also gets, uh, as he calls it, an addiction, which uh, to something I've never heard anyone ever getting addicted to. Um, this is this is simultaneously the most tragic and funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is absolutely. Um, he gets addicted to Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey's like, Irish cream. It's, yes, it, yeah. it is. It is one hundred percent like Alan Partridge this fit, and it's it's also like it's so it is so tragic because he's talking about like he's injured and he has nothing else to do but drink, but well, he's, uh, and cook and cook and for Gennaro Gattuso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll cook pasta for Gennaro Gattuso, and then they'll come home and see him as a big slob just drinking Bailey's the whole time. <laughs> it is sad. 
Don't get me wrong. It is sad. sad. I think the way he uses the term addiction, though, in the book is quite loose. I think he's very aware that it's not a a full scale addiction. And I think he he knows it's funny as well. He does know. Yeah, yeah. he knows it's funny. He kind of uses it and they use it to sell the book in one place I saw. It is so funny. I mean, yeah, of all the things to get addicted to. The mental image of Lorenzo Amoruso sitting on a couch drinking Baileys and watching Loose Woman. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I would like that photo to be in this book. Uh, it, is. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. That's how it's through. Yeah. Weird. It's a shame he didn't get addicted to Advocat. Uh, which... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very uh... much. <laughs> <laughs> the irony... um talking of drink there's something i wanted to pick up on uh this is a bit of a sad thing but it's something which i have a bit of a problem with in books um a lot of footballers as you mentioned talk about gaza and their crazy stories with him but then they also talk about how it's sad it's sad but then they're quite happy to like share all these stories and kind of fetishize it i find it i don't like it particularly yeah i I, I know what you mean gaza footballing great very troubled man and it's very i don't like reading these things about him because you know, they're f- yeah, sure. Some of the stories are funny, but at the same time, you can't uh, you say, uh, "Oh, yeah, this guy needs help," and also go, "But we had a great time where um, this happened in this bar." I, d- I, d- I don't. I, enjoy I it mean, at all. I so I I do agree, but I think it's quite. So first of all, this book is written in two thousand and two, when I don't think the full scale that's of true. Gaza's like deterioration was no. was taken into account. I still think no. was, he was seen as like a party boy as opposed to. Like, yeah, you know, a serious problem. I do realise that we just spoke for two minutes, uh, laughing about how he gets addicted to Baileys. So, watch the show. Watch the show. But there are there are some profound bits. Uh, there's, here's a quote I liked. Um, Our opinions don't count. It was like throwing a glass of water into the sea. Very Ooh, deep. That is very, very deep. Very deep. Like the sea. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's also a bit where he says, I mean, you could you, you could fill a book with like, um, and he has, with his inane, <laughs> uh, not inane, it's, it's like trite truism things like that. Yes. There's another one, which is when your heart is aching, it doesn't matter if you are a prince or a pauper. Oh, oh, that's great! Beautiful. This that's is a great this line. Is, Gemma Mai Yoshida had a few of these, and we yeah. were like, we we thought of him as like a great author. I think Amoruso's almost trumped him with this. Oof, I don't know about that. I do, uh, I I will never. It's be a able different to get wisdom, over. but I like it. There's a very profound bit where he says, "Kids now have too many PlayStations. Multiple <laughs> PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have another PlayStation, Mother? Back in my day, we only had the You've one PlayStation. <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of like a sentence that's like written by a child, but from the opinion yeah. of a very old man. <laughs> <laughs> a Benjamin Button sentence. <laughs> In fact, How actually, many Jack, it's like you that kids bit. Need? <laughs> but you were saying it's like backing away from a man in a pub. That feels very yeah. on, on brand with that. <laughs> kids now have too many PlayStations. Okay, Lorenzo. It turns out quotes we like. Has anyone got a no context Lorenzo Amoruso this week? I've got one. Some people would say I haven't stopped kicking since, but what do they know? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite line of the book was, after no more than 20 minutes, Fabio Cannavaro had been sent off. He simply could not live with Rod Wallace. (laughs) I I enjoyed that. (laughs) I love that bit so much. No disrespect to Rod Wallace. (laughs) Yeah, but I did not expect to read that sentence in this book. (laughs) So, as we mentioned, he becomes, while he's at Rangers, uh, Advocate uh, chooses him to become the first ever um, Catholic uh, captain of Rangers. At first, Advocate kind of gives him something. And, you know, it is fascinating because of uh, Celtic obviously being the, uh, the the Catholic club. And he gets a lot of hate mail and a lot of death threats yeah. and things from it. 
the Rangers fans, it seems like they back him the whole way through, which is nice. But the most, my favorite thing about this chapter was it's called beating the bigots and then the chapter just ends with him justifying the fact he likes to shoot deer <laughs> so, I, I, I really like this bit as well i don't get how that fits into the biggest chapter oh, because, it's all about because, like because deers are bigots duh <laughs> yeah, that's true deers are catholic um <laughs> um i i can't say that because as we all know I'm applying for my Irish citizenship oh, uh, of course, to play yeah. for Jack Charlton's Irish <laughs> <laughs> team. So I, I can't mention the, that. I love the way... So a genuine chapter was very good because it did talked about... There's a really interesting bit where he talks about like how... Um, how he wants the Rangers fans to stop making, you know, jokes about the Pope and stop doing yep. chants that are anti-Catholic. Uh, yep. But he just accepts. He's like, well, you know, I, I can't change them. And the only real way that it can make change, actually, as a person, is to you know try and cross the divide. Uh, yep. There is a bit right at the end, in fact, when he's trying to get away from the subject, he says uh, about sectarianism, it is completely stupid, and there is nothing I would like more than for the hatred to stop. <laughs> Which is just very like, come on now, why, <laughs> boys, like please. Someone's nan. Yeah. Okay, I... you've had you've had your fun with the sectarianism, but it should stop now. I think that's what stopped it. I think now it's over, <laughs> thanks to um, thanks to that chapter. <laughs> Pretty sure they stopped it. Yeah, so but I, sit I, down with a glass of Bailey's and just talk this <laughs> <young man>. yeah. <laughs> I love the way um, they're moving on from religion. Uh, when he's talking about animals, he he, he basically sa- he defends. Um, he says, like, basically, he goes, hunting animals is not a bad thing, and let me explain why. I had so much free time. <laughs> his reason for murdering animals. So, guys, that, if you, you're, he had too much in, time in his hands. You're in self isolation at the moment. Why not kill a squirrel? The pictures. Let's bring it back this week. Let's bring back the picture section. We all got it ready. Yep, we have. Yeah, it starts with the image everyone wants to see. Uh, Lorenz, uh, as as the subtitle says, Lorenzo, aged six months, showing his tackle. It's him in the bath naked. He claims things have developed significantly since then. I love that Which little is... slide dig. He claims. Also, like, who is who is the narrator here? Why is that not Lorenzo <laughs> narrating? I think that's David McCarthy and Keith. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> They should have been spending more time spell checking. <laughs> I, I reckon that, yeah, they spent that line. They spent like six months on that single line, and the <laughs> yeah. rest of it, they were like, "I don't care." As long as the the line about his penis is in there, we're good. <laughs> Two of my pages were stuck together, which I don't oh, really like at all, because uh, <laughs> um, there are a lot of sexy pictures of Lorenzo and Mauricio in this book. Um, my favorite picture is on the next page. Uh, it's him dressed up as Zorro saying, uh, eat your heart out, Catherine Zeta, which I love for two reasons. First, she's called Catherine Zeta-Jones, first of uh, all. Yeah. Why, haven't, why haven't they got that in there? And two, Catherine Zeta-Jones doesn't play Zorro. So yeah. why would she be eating her heart out? It I should be Antonio she, Banderas. She, she would, he would be eating out the heart of the person who loves Zorro in the movie. It's still weird. Uh, it's still weird saying that Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones wants to, wants to make out the with fresh. this boy. Yeah, <laughs> There are so many great photos. The picture, the picture of him um, making pasta... And the subtitle is Pasta My Best, which again is another slam on Lorenzo. <laughs> yeah, true. What is happening? It's like midway through the book, and he suddenly goes like, okay, I'll become very self-deprecating in the picture section alone. I have a, a tiny penis where, yeah. and I pass my best. <laughs> there's a bit where he's wearing clothes, like fashionable clothes, and he goes, well, at least the clothes look good. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's it's so weird. However, the greatest picture of all time is him topless dressed as Braveheart. Nothing Absolutely gets better brilliant. than that. He's got a pair of boots, though, that look like they're from Clark's. It doesn't fit. Oh, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> that oh, my God, week's, they really uh, do. That was the picture section. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we mentioned Dick Advocat, uh, mm-hmm. who is his... Uh, he's an odd little man, as described yep. <laughs> by, by Lorenzo Amoruso. Uh, he also likes making these weird rules, like making players wait for him to say, enjoy your meal before they yeah. eat. Like which some I might kind do on the weird podcast. waiter, yeah. I might do that every podcast recording. Yep. Before we all talk, I have to say, enjoy your meal. Enjoy your meal. Um, but uh, talking of these little things, uh, here's this week's dramatic reading. Uh, can somebody cue the dramatic music? Cue dramatic music. Very nicely cued. Okay, uh, this story is called Dick Advocate Disrespects Lorenzo Amoroso's Big Thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Advocate simply never let up with his rules. Even when we were going well, he could not bring himself to loosen the noose which was strangling the spirit of the team. I'll give you another example. It came in his third season. We had won the championship the previous two years, but for some reason, Advocate felt the shorts we've been wearing were too long. But I'm happy we won the league. However, yeah. you looked bad in those shorts. <laughs> Just as you were lifting that title, I thought, those shorts, they're wrong. Yeah. All wrong. They've got to go. They've got to go. It, in his opinion, the baggy look did not make us appear athletic enough. I don't know. That's, we were, huh? That's such an odd bit. Sorry. Just, yeah. It's like the idea would be like, you guys don't appear athletic. I know you're footballers, but... <laughs> It just doesn't look right. From the outside, people might not know. <laughs> um, anyway, he contacted Nike and ordered them to send us tighter-fitting, shorter shorts. Now, that was okay for some of the guys, but others like Jorg and me, who have big thighs, it was just ridiculous. And we've seen the thighs in some of those pictures. They are big do thighs. He, can do you think he has a, uh, a big thigh group? It's just like him, Jorg, maybe Peter Lovenkranz. Big thigh boys. Big thigh boys. <laughs> Dick, you want us to have shorter shorts? What about the big thigh boys? <laughs> the shorts clung to us and restricted our movement. They were also far too short. He cannot emphasize enough how short these shorts are. When Tori Andre Flo joined, I felt sorry for him because his legs were so long that shorts looked preposterous on him. <laughs> Again, that is such a the idea of like Tori Andre Flo signing and then like Lorenzo Amoruso being like, okay, but have you seen the shorts? <laughs> yeah. Just Case so in you point, know. exhibit A. <laughs> Tori Andre Flo's long legs. Eventually, enough was enough. I went to see the manager and told him, look, we can't play in these shorts. They are no good to us. 
Initially, Avocat refused to do anything about it, but we kept chipping away at him and Jimmy Bell the kit man. I don't know if Jimmy spoke to Avocat about it, but eventually a consignment of longer, more comfortable shorts arrived at Eyebrows. Phew. It's really funny how it's like the, the shorts just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's not anyone. He doesn't apologize. Just, yeah. <laughs> they just sort of appear one day. Suddenly some Ab- shorter shorts. Avocat didn't say anything about it, but he let us wear them. It should never have been an issue, though, but with Avocat, there is no talking. Not unless you're telling how much you agree with his decisions. Wow. Well, to me, it sounds like he ordered these short shorts, and then Lorenzo didn't like them, went to speak to Dick Avocat, and then some longer ones got ordered. It doesn't seem like much of a story to me. <laughs> how dare you disrespect the dramatic reading? Yeah, how you, you dare made... you? That's one of the more in-depth ones we've had. <laughs> and that was this week's dramatic reading. There's another person he falls out with in the book, uh, Marco Negri. They fall out over uh, a hunting trip, I think, of all things. But Tom, you said there was more to the story than we thought. Yeah. So I did a bit of a deep dive into this and found out a little bit of information. An article written by Marco Negri, who wanted to give his side of the story. Um, Mm. And let's also, as context, Marco Negri did suffer with a lot of injuries at his time at Rangers. So, yeah. Amaruso says himself, there's probably quite a lot going on there. He got injured with a squash ball at one point. It was really good. Yeah, he got hit in the eye. Got hit in the eye. Sounds awful. But apparently, that that, that changed his personality like a super. Yes. Yeah. Squash man. Well, I mean, uh, from the quote I'm about to read from the article, you can see quite how it changes his personality. She. Um, so he, he mentions he got a call. This is Marco got a call from his girlfriend. And it says she called me once absolutely aghast from the supermarket where she had gone shopping with Amo and his girlfriend at the time, Christina. Amoruso insisted on paying only for the items in the trolley he would use. Other <laughs> goods, Christina's feminine products and low fat yogurts and the likes she had to pay for herself. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not so, a side know, for Amoruso two- I like. There's two sides won't to every story. Pay for yogurts. Yeah, that is <laughs> oh, wow. I would love to read Marco Negri's book now. It's all about yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> yogurt and feminine products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favourite line ever, I think, is now Christina's feminine products and low-fat yogurts and the likes. <laughs> <laughs> and and such, such things like that. <laughs> Transparent noodles and such. <laughs> um. There's a couple of big chats in the book. Um, Ammo, mm. a racist, which we probably have to address. He, he uh, talks about uh, his name, Jonathan Ikbaba, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, I, that right? I think that's his name. Jonathan Ikbaba. Victor, Victor Ikbaba. Victor sorry. Ikbaba. His name is Victor Ikbaba. He plays for Dortmund, and uh, Lorenzo uh, says something not very nice about him, uh, which is caught on cameras. He's very apologetic about it, but does spend a whole chapter kind of saying things are said on the pitch, etc., etc. It's a, It's a weird chapter, this one, because it's sort of. It, the title is Ammo a Racist? Never. So it seems like he's really like uh, pushing yeah. the idea that he's definitely not a racist. He definitely hasn't done anything wrong. And then about, I would say, maybe half the chapter is him apologizing for what he said and yeah. saying that what he what he said was racist, Yeah. Um, but then denying that he's a racist. And that's a differentiation that, you know, you have to sort of... Uh, is a slight difficult thing to get your head around but i can kind of understand where he's coming from i think it's just the fact yeah. the title is so aggressive the chapter title is so aggressive. yeah yeah i agree that it, kind of it really puts that. you on the 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 back foot uh, yeah. when reading it uh, there, there is a, a line in it where he says um he talks of talking about himself in the in the third person as always 
Ammo yes. isn't a racist because he lived with a black guy from Colombia for three and a half oh, months. Yeah. That made me so sad, <laughs> well, that bit. Yeah, there we go. It's and that's also, settled. That's settled, also, guys. I can't yeah. say Let's move on from that. The idea, he was also like, I was so worried what Rod Wallace was going to say, but Rod Wallace yeah. was fine with it. So everyone else should be as well. You're like, ah, oh, God. Rod Wallace yeah. was torn out from a terrorizing Fabio Cannavaro. <laughs> so he, can, he didn't have the energy to pick a fight. I'm um, really not bothered at the moment, yeah. And another title, which is kind of misleading, is Drugs, Bird, and me um there's uh-huh. some fascinating things in this segment but drugs he basically he doesn't take any drugs it's really misleading no. he he says he, he even says the line why take heroin when you could book a weekend in new york <laughs> 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 yeah he just uh, it doesn't it really didn't need the drug section it's just him basically saying ah stickler of drugs but Can the I, bird the women stuff is there's some fascinating things in there um uh going to new york's quite stressful i think Doing heroin, yeah, probably, I'd rather take heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's simple. Yeah, <laughs> um, also, the, you can take the, heroin in New York. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. true. Yeah, yeah. Double, yeah, double the New York. <laughs> yeah, why limit yourself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 women stuff is really weird because he keeps he, uh, earlier on in the book he's like, okay, I'm you know I know I wouldn't have got as many women as I could have if uh, I wasn't a footballer. And yep. then later on, he's like, actually, I, I am really good looking. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes to really great lengths to explain that he'd get women like, if he wasn't a footballer. And he's <laughs> given a girl's number um, when he's just walking along a beach in the Caribbean. Yeah. And, and she's like, married. We, we, talked to, we talked for five or ten minutes. Didn't say I was a footballer. Still got a number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just like... There's, and also, is, at that point, he's going out with Christina. He is, yeah. He, well, he's and, got some. He's got some strange. He's he's pretty loose with his uh, morals when it comes to that. He says he says a lot of things about being faithful. Um, yeah. He says, you know, I've always been faithful, except sometimes at the beginning when you're not sure if things are going to work out, or near the or near the end when things aren't happening. <laughs> a lot of caveats there, like <laughs> or, or, or you know, middle period. Yeah, yeah or in or in I, May if it's May I've or you're in a faithful, port town. <laughs> I've been faithful every time I sort of could be bothered. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it um, quite a hearty breakfast you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think all in all he, he just wants a woman to go shopping with as he says and to lie down wants, with so, he just wants a prefect woman we know that Yeah, he wants, he wants a woman to go shopping with but not pay for a yoghurt <laughs> guys do you want to hear Ken's song this week yeah. yes please so Tom just in case you're not familiar with Ken's song uh, oh, and I'm, I'm you not familiar be... with Ken Zong's oeuvre. Okay, oh, very good. <laughs> Great to hear. One of your favourite artists, I hear. Um, <laughs> Ken, uh, every week he writes a new chant uh, about a footballer. For example, we've had, I'm going to take Grant Holt down to Carrow Road, all these kind of things. Uh, this one, uh, he's, because we've been a Scottish player, he's done a, he's stuck to a Scottish theme this week. To the tune of Avril Lavigne's Complicated. <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> What you gonna do when you're up against Gary Naismith? <laughs> see, <laughs> see the way he's constantly shutting you down, making you frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the end of the chart. That is it. That is it. Big fan. That's the first time I think Ken's done a chant that is just the first two lines of a chorus. I know. I know. He. So I'm now just waiting for the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, next week I'll make sure I come up with a full Gary Naismith complicated song. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. End of the book ends with him uh, at Rangers. Winning stuff under Alex McLeish. Still having a lot of injuries, but things start to go a bit better for him. I felt sorry for him. He had loads of injuries, to be honest, he and it, it really, he really struggled with that. Um, he went to Blackburn after the book was written, uh, so we that, don't get I mean, any of that. It, 
yeah, that's the weird thing about this book. He does talk, like, at the end of the book, he's like, oh my god, I want to stay here for, like, uh, another five or six years. I want my testimonial. I want everything. Yeah. Literally the season after, he goes to Blackburn. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. I, I really I wonder... want to know what happened. And he barely played at Blackburn. He was injured again throughout most of that. He played about yeah. 18 times over three seasons, I saw, which is a shame. Yeah. Really he also claims that he very nearly signed for Lazio, but instead they opted to sign Yap Stan for £15 million. They could have had me for three, but that was their choice. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had uh, this injury prone worse player for £4 million pounds less. <laughs> um, oh. But I mean, Amaro, I, I don't remember. Him as a, I remember him playing for Blackburn a bit, but he seemed like a well. He loves Rangers. He really does yeah. love Rangers, and that's I like that out of the book. That's one of yeah. the things that's quite structural. It really comes out that he loves them, and he has an epiphany towards the end of the book that it's not advocate that he's necessarily angry with. It's it's the fact that he's so in love with Rangers that's made him go mad. Mm. And uh, again, coming back, there's even a post credit scene with Dick Advocat at the end, yeah. where Advocat, the last thing he does, he rings him up and uh, basically asks him to join the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did this book change you, guys? Uh, Jack, um, just just quickly on this. Uh, no. <laughs> Okay. Not really. I. I mean, I. I enjoyed it. Um. I. I yeah. found it quite frustrating. But I, I. I learned a bit about Rangers, but not really. Okay. Um, uh, it changed me into someone who's now read Lorenzo Maruso's Bulls <laughs> really And isn't that all? And you'll want. never be able to change back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, believe me, you're going to read some more, many more things that you're going to wish you hadn't read. Um, <laughs> rating out of ten, Jack. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it. You know what? I'm going to go bold and give it a... I was going to give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Oh, okay. Because wow. it, it, it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. And uh, I... Yeah. yeah, fair I, enough. I think that uh, it was everything I kind of wanted the book to be. Messy. <laughs> messy, but fun. Anyway, sorry, Tom. What's your um, rating? I'm going to go with Jack's rating of six. There was some okay. real sort of fun bits I liked. There was him meeting a ghost, which I thought was hilarious, and the addiction to... <laughs> Bailey's was very funny, yeah. um, but there were some grimmer moments in here that um, that I really struggled with. So six is going to be my rating. Hey, I'm not I'm not uh, vouching for any of the bad bits of the book. Oh, yes, I am. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that tattoo, James. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm vouching for all the bad bits of the book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on your um, This week's quiz, uh, you are named after cast members of LA Confidential. Uh, this could get difficult. We're, we're, yep. we're still clear of one guy. Uh, Jack, you're Dane DeVito. And uh, Tom, you're Kim Basinger. All nice. good with that? Uh, yep. Before you answer the question, you've got to shout your name. Uh, question number one. What was Lorenzo's first team he played for, Cucine del Levante, named after? Ooh. Oh, uh, Dane DeVito? Uh, yep. Is it a, um, a kitchen? A restaurant? It is a kitchen. Close. Uh, uh, any idea? Kim? Absolutely not. Uh, uh, it's a it's a local kitchen manufacturer. I'll give it to I'll okay. give it to um, Dane. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. I think you get yes. that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, like when Jason McAteer grew up playing for Wix United. <laughs> 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 Question two: Who is the best striker he ever played against? Kim Basinger. Uh, it Henry, wasn't Kim no. Basinger. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that's never going to get old, is it? No, it's uh, great. It's always great. Uh, yep. Was Kim? it Henrik Larsson? It wasn't. <sighs> Any idea, oh. Danny? To Russia. I remember I think it was quite odd. Uh, Billy Dodds? No, it's not Billy Dodds. He does, he does like playing his, but he doesn't yeah. like playing Billy Dodds because they hit Rob each other. Wallace. Yeah. Uh, it's not Rob Wallace. It's Ronaldo. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. The original yes, Ronaldo. Fair enough. Yes. Um, what tradition is Lorenzo introduced to on his first deer hunt? Oh, uh, uh, Kim uh, Basinger. Dan DeVito. 
I think Kim was in there just ahead. Oh, okay. Just ahead, I think. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, was it wiping the blood of the dead animal onto his forehead? Yeah, I'll give you that. He had a, he had a deer's yeah. liver dragged across his face. Horrifying. Uh, close enough. As you, as you do. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it. Liver or blood, similar. <laughs> uh, and finally, which of these people do we not see a picture of Lorenzo cosplaying as in the book? A. Zorro. B. Braveheart. C. Dick Advocat in tiny shorts. <laughs> the the Danny Lee too. <laughs> Danny's in there just ahead. Uh, I wish. I wish it was A, but it's C. It's C is correct. Uh, Danny, you've won this week's quiz. Commiserations, Kim Basinger, but you'll be back stronger. Um, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks, Tom. You enjoy your first outing? I absolutely enjoyed myself. Absolutely enjoyed myself. I absolutely enjoyed myself. <laughs> Can we, we do that again? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can come back and do that more. That was great fun. Um, anyone any thoughts on the book? If you read it, you want to read along, message us reviews. Follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram. Review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words, guys? Short shorts. Thank you very Go- much. <laughs> Short shorts and ghosts. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, and Tom Coles. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Lorenzo Amoruso for writing the book, but what are they all up to now? Well, Lorenzo went on to play for Blackbone Rovers before retiring in 2006. He now spends his days roaming the Highlands, hunting deer dressed as Braveheart. Dick Evercat managed teams all over the world, every time wearing increasingly shorter and shorter shorts, until finally his fine odd side played in thongs. Fabio Cannavaro can't look at a picture of Rod Wallace without experiencing NAM flashbacks. The film LA Confidential grossed $130 million worldwide and scooped two Academy Awards. The music Lobby Time is the property of Kevin MacLeod at filmmusic.io and is used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back next week with another episode from Quarantine. Maybe we'll be reading Marco Itnebri's All About Yogurt. Who knows? Stay safe. Bye-bye. 